0: Our text this morning is Ecclesiastes uh, verses eleven seven to twelve eight. Light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all, but let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. Before the evil days come and the years draw near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. And the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few, and those who look through the window are dimmed and the doors on the street are shut, when the sound of the grinding is low and One rises up at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of song are brought low. They are afraid also of what is high, and terrors are in the way. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags itself along, and desire fails. Because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Before the silver cord is snapped, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain, Or the wheel broken at the cistern. And the dust returns to the earth as it was. And the spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher. All is vanity. What an encouraging and happy message. God, we come to you. And humble ourselves under the word's that you have given us in Scripture. We pray, O God, for wisdom to understand these correctly and accurately. We pray, O God, for our hearts, for those who are feeling discouraged and anxious and upset or saddened that these words would prove to be comfort and encouraging, life-giving. Pray for those who are feeling encouraged and are thriving, Lord, that these words would just continue to help fuel that, God. Our angst is a lot in these days, O God. We pray Your will would be done in the election. We pray, O God, that there would be peace and justice and truth. We pray, O God, that Your people would represent You well And that we would bring you great honor. May these words from your Bible help us to live out all you want us to live out in this particular moment that you have placed us. And I pray for wisdom to communicate this faithfully and accurately. For apart from the Holy Spirit, that's not going to be possible, O God. So help us. Amen. So, we're nearing the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. In God's providence, we started this book on March 29th, 2020, which will remain in our memories for the rest of our life. And how timely this book has been. As the book closes, the preacher gets to his final thoughts. And therefore, this is the Holy Spirit's final thoughts, the very words of our God to us as the book comes to a conclusion. Today's main idea, the primary theme of the book, we've seen elsewhere, but not said quite like this. There's some sarcasm, some snarkiness in the book, and specifically, interestingly, application to the young, which we'll look at. If we were to sum up the main idea of the text, it's really helpful whenever you're studying the Bible, a passage of scripture. What's the primary theme, the main idea, that thing that holds it all together, to continually be looking for that? And we would sum it up this way God calls us to be joyful realists, joyful realists, to find enjoyment in God, and in the many blessings that he gives us, but also to know that there will be pain, there will be problems, and then there's death, which Ecclesiastes has brought us back to again and again. So, people of God, be joyful. Enjoy life. But also prepare yourselves for the inevitable realities of the grave. Let's look at the text and we'll see how that theme develops. Light is sweet, verse 7 of chapter 11, and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun and all the Oregonians and Washingtonians say amen. For it will not be long where we don't see that big ball in the sky for many months. The point is enjoyment, verse 8. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. It's similar to the other enjoyment passages of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 5, chapter 8, chapter 9. Find joy in each day and in each year. If God so graces you to live many years, find joy in each of them. But, let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. In the midst of enjoyment, there is also the reality that our bodies will fail us. There is the reality that other people will hurt us. There is the reality that our emotions take us to high places. And our emotions can take us to very low places. There is the reality that difficulty in life is promised and guaranteed. All that comes is vanity. That familiar refrain in an under the sun reality. That wording we've seen throughout the book. Feelings of meaninglessness and emptiness confront us on all sides. But we'll pause there and say, but what if you're young? Not singling out our younger members this morning. We're just preaching the text. Oh, to be young again. I think back to my youth. Uh, I had a healthy body with no afflictions. I used to be able to play basketball all day and miraculously enough, be able to walk the next day. I could eat what I want and and it wouldn't affect me now as it does with my old man' stomach. Go to bed when I want, wake up feeling fine after five hours of sleep. And this idea of unlimited opportunities. At the dawn of life, you have all these years ahead of you and so many options and choices. What do I want to do? What do I want to study? How do I want to spend my time? The world is your oyster. The sky is the limit. Let's go change the world. These are the blessings of youth. So, it would be perhaps expected for someone who is younger to hear the words of the preacher and say, this is a jaded old man. He's the, as Keith said in our elders meeting, he's the get off my lawn man who doesn't know fun and excitement and the good times of friends and family, but he's just cranky and mean and bored and lonely. And so perhaps he knows how a young person might respond to those words of joyful realism and so addresses them with a little bit of snarkiness. Verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Of course it says, O young man, but it applies to men and women. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. In other words, live it up, young man or young woman. Enjoy your days. Healthy body, few commitments, few responsibilities. But just remember, as you're out there having a good time, know that you will answer to the holy triune God for everything that you do. The one who gave you life and the one who sustains your life will not be mocked. In the language of Galatians, you will reap what you sow. Verse 10 remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Do what you can do, O young person, to take away things that are unpleasant and cause you angst. But just know that youth is the beginning, the dawn, the start of a life of meaninglessness and nothingness in an under-the-sun perspective. And then, with that he gives them a charge the chapter divisions obscure the, the the main idea this is one consistent thought even though it takes place over two chapters remember also your creator in the days of your youth i can remember distinct moments in my youth where there were before me two ways one of temporary pleasure and selfish fun or the better way of the gospel And for some young people, surely not all, thankfully not all, but for some, they choose the temporary and meaningless over the important and eternal. And so, God the Holy Spirit says to the preacher, remember your Creator in your youth. Commentator Philip Ryken says it this way. This call is especially for young people. Remember God now while you still have your wits about you. Remember God now while you are still charting your course in life and making important decisions about what to do with your talents. Remember your God now before you forget the God who made you and make a lot of bad decisions that you will regret later. Remember God now while you still have a whole lifetime to live for his glory. As Charles Bridges once said, many have remembered too late, none too soon. Remember your God in your youth. Before, as verse 12 1 continues, the evil days come. And the years draw near of which you say, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. He's speaking of age, an increasing age, when death becomes nearer. This next section uses a lot of poetic imagery, lots of opinion. Is this metaphor? Is it literal? What does it mean? Lots of wild speculation historically we'll just sum up more of the responsible historical views. The main idea is he uses this poetic language to, quote, show the increasing frailty portrayed in a series of pictures. Commentary Michael Eaton. Look at it. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened, that guys, sorry. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened, and the clouds return after the rain, this poetic imagery of age being an approaching storm that will not relent. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble, many think this is a metaphor for the human body. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble, keepers are the arms. And the strong men are bent, strong men perhaps are the legs, and the grinders cease, grinders being teeth because they are few, and those who look through the windows are dimmed, perhaps referring to the eyes, and the doors on the street are shut, perhaps referring to the ears, these poetic metaphorical images describing the decline of the body as age increases When the sound of the grinding is low, the hum and drum of youthful activity begins to fade. And one rises up at the sound of a bird. Some feeling he's speaking of lack of sleep and restlessness as you age. I do not sleep the same way at 45 that I slept at 25. I wake up at the sound of a bird. And all the daughters of song are brought low. The joy and celebration of youth are fading. They are afraid also of what is high. And terrors are in the way. Increasing fear and anxiety as death approaches. The almond tree blossoms. Many historically have thought this referred to the graying of the hair. The grasshopper drags itself along. Our bodies don't work as good as they used to. Where I used to be able to play basketball all day and all night with no ramifications. Six weeks ago, I'm shooting baskets with my son and tear a calf muscle. The body declines. And desire fails. The adventure, the planning, the passion the zest of youth begins to wind down. Justin shared with us at the elders meeting one of their patients that him and his fellow nurses were taking care of was 100 years old. And a nurse asked this 100-year-old patient, what's it like being 100 years old? And she responded, you don't buy green bananas anymore. Meaning your planning for the future is done. Desire fails because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets, the language of a funeral before the silver cord is snapped or the golden bowl is broken. Most people think those two things are connected. It has this idea of an expensive chain or some sort of rope that is hanging a, a, a golden bowl and the, it, the, the cord is snapped and the bowl shatters. Something of great value that is now gone. And the, or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain. Or the wheel is broken at the cistern. Others think this is referring to a, uh, a, a well which is run by a wheel. And the, they pull the wheel and the, uh, the pitcher goes down to collect water. Well, if the wheel shatters, the pitcher that collects the water also shatters. That which brings life and sustenance is gone. And the dust returns to the earth as it was. All the things we pursue and live for in our youth. All of the things we do to protect and care for and nurture and make our bodies look good. These bodies end up as dirt. It's the Genesis 3.19. The judgment of God because of sin. For you are dust and to dust you shall return. And the Spirit returns to God who gave it. Your body dies. You live on. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher. All is vanity. The last time we hear this often repeated refrain in the book, death is the great equalizer the things we thought to be so important, the things on which now I'm staking so much claim on are shown to be meaningless. And all of us will soon be forgotten to history. As we read this at the elders meeting, Stan kept saying a couple times, this is depressing. Brothers and sisters, these are the very words of God for our joy and for our flourishing. God is calling us as his people to joyful realism. Remember our God. Live for our God. Enjoy our God, especially if you are at the dawn of life in your youth. Enjoy the many and multiple and manifold blessings that God gives us. But also remember and prepare for the days of darkness which are inevitable. Death is approaching and there will be judgment. Well, if I wrap it up right there, that is what the text means. But it's somewhat incomplete. That would be a painting without the color. A rough draft without the final revisions. The gospel of Jesus is the color to the painting. The gospel of Jesus is the completion of the unfinished rough draft. The gospel of Jesus is that God made human beings in a perfect and harmonious world. Life how it was meant to be. Humans chose and continue to choose sin. Thus bring the curse of sin into human experience. It's why, as Ecclesiastes has pointed out since March 29th, life can feel meaningless. It's why things that are joyful are also mixed with pain. It's why death is inevitable. Rap artist Trip Lee, I hear your footsteps coming from behind, and I know, know that any day it might be my time. Because death is approaching. But God promised restoration and reconciliation. That He would come to His lost, wayward, and broken creation and fix it. And He did. In Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the promised Messiah. He did what those first humans and every subsequent human since failed to do. To keep the law of God at each and every point. A record that he then applies to us. He then takes upon himself the judgment of God against sin as our substitute. What should have been given to us was placed upon him on the cross. He rises from the dead ascends into heaven guaranteeing and proclaiming that he is indeed the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is unquestionably the Alpha and the Omega. He is without doubt the resurrection and the life. And he sends his Holy Spirit to set apart a people to himself, a people of all ethnicities, a people of all language groups. A people of all backgrounds. A people of all skin shades, tones, and colors. Who have turned from sin. And have surrendered to his gracious lordship. A people with changed hearts. And that people, empowered by his Holy Spirit, represent him in the world. Going about our daily lives ordinary, and often plain lives, seeking to love God and bless others, serving others, and making disciples to the ends of the earth. He takes what feels meaningless and pointless and without purpose, and he infuses it with life and meaning, promising eternal reward. To those who remain faithful to him and as ecclesiastes has pointed out death will meet us but it will not conquer us for as jesus rose first corinthians 15 so will we We will get our reward, new bodies in a world no longer affected by sin, death, and evil. And then Jesus returns as a warrior coming on the clouds in a glorious array of angels, sealing the deal. Fully and finally and forever conquering all of his enemies, death, sin, and evil. And we... The multi ethnic, multilingual people of God will reign with him. Therefore, saints of God, remember your God and rejoice in him. There will be difficult days. As Jesus said, we are sheep in the midst of wolves. As Paul said, through many tribulations, we will enter the kingdom of God. I remember that was Paul or John in Acts. One of them said it. And when death comes, we the redeemed will join with the chorus of the nations. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen. And amen. What Ecclesiastes brings us to. The gospel completes. In the person and work of his son. Lord, we submit to you. The very words of our God. We pray for wisdom. We pray you'd write it on our heart. We pray you'd give us greater clarity and understanding. Amen. Amen.